Friends, the second scripture reading for this day is from the book of Acts, chapter 1, verses 6 to 14. Let us listen now to God's holy word and what it says to us this day. So when they had come together, they, the disciples, asked him, Lord, is this the time when you will restore the kingdom of Israel? He, Jesus, replied, It is not for you to know the times or periods that the Father has set by his own authority, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you will be my witness in Jerusalem and all of Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. When he said this, as they were watching, he was lifted up, and a cloud took him out of their sight. While he was going, and they were gazing upward toward heaven, suddenly two men in white robes stood by them. They said, Men of Galilee, why do you stand looking up toward heaven? This Jesus who has been taken from you into heaven will come in the same way as you saw him go into heaven. When they returned to Jerusalem from the mount called Olivet, which is near Jerusalem, a Sabbath day journey away. When they had entered the city, they went to a room upstairs where they were staying. And Peter and John and James and Andrew and Philip and Thomas, Bartholomew and Matthew, James, son of Alphaeus, and Simon the Zealot, and Judas, son of James, all these were constantly devoting themselves to prayer, together with certain women, including Mary, the mother of Jesus, as well as his brothers. Friends, this is the word of the Lord. I don't know about you, but perhaps, perhaps you recall back in maybe the early days of the internet or uh, back in the 90s, I should say, or later, perhaps even today, perhaps you recall hearing some pretty outlandish stories of celebrity encounters where an individual who was so excited to meet someone they looked up to because they saw them on TV or in the movies had the opportunity to shake their hand and pretty disgustingly chose not to wash it for as long as they could. Or perhaps they had a signature written on their arm and they chose not to wash it for as long as they could for fear of it washing away. I don't think it's uncommon for people to be starstruck when they meet a person who's famous. But as we hear the reading for today, what about for those of us here in this place? Have we ever been starstruck by Jesus? Have we ever been stuck, starstruck by Jesus? And if we have, are we still looking up towards heaven like the disciples? 
trying to preserve a perfect moment instead of stargazing, finding inspiration for our task here and now. Are we starstruck or stargazing, disciples? And I think once we figure out what type of follower of Jesus we are, the question becomes, how will we let that revelation shape the sacred calling we have received? What I love about the disciples is how earthy they are, how real they are. They could be people who are in our pews. Because you would think by now, the disciples would have had a grasp on everything that was going on. That they would have understood the situation after for themselves experiencing the resurrection of Jesus. But like the disciples, even in the midst of Easter resurrection, we're reminded just how powerful, just how poignant grief and loss can be. Lord, is this the time when you will restore the kingdom to Israel? It's easy to criticize the disciples, to think, how could they be asking Jesus this question? But how often do we ask similar questions of Jesus? Jesus, O Lord, when are you going to bring back people to church? and fill it like it was back in the day. Oh Lord, when will you bring us back to the era of being in the community that I remember? Jesus, when will you restore what's broken and make it whole again? These are questions that the church is asking today. These are questions that people in worshiping communities here in Hudson River, here across the uh, the United States and around the world are asking. But these are also questions that people with no religious identity are also asking, though they may not frame it using the same language. The difference between those of us in the church asking these questions and those who are outside the church, the biggest difference so often is that we in the church ask these questions of Jesus like the disciples from a place of nostalgia, a longing for a time that quite frankly won't come back again. That's long past. While on the other hand, people outside the church, outside our communities, our faith, are asking these questions because their hearts realize that something is missing. There's a piece to their lives that they have not yet quite figured out. If we only focus our question this morning to Jesus like the disciples on our nostalgia or longing for like the disciples— We will miss out on cultivating faith that moves beyond what was and into what will be, into the places where people outside and even here in this place are yearning. But the other risk I think 
the other risk that we also come across or come against like the disciples is the risk of becoming fixated on a coming moment. The robed figures question the disciples who look hopefully upward towards heaven with their eyes gazed upward, and these men ask them, men of Galilee, why do you stand looking up toward heaven? This Jesus who has been taken up from you into heaven will come the same way as you saw him go into heaven. Looking only up towards heaven is just as big of a risk as looking back. Because if we as well remain fixated on some future hope, only looking up, we run the risk of forgetting our responsibility to be good stewards of what we have now, to be good stewards of one another, to be a good steward of creation, to be a good steward of this faith we have inherited. There was a church one time I remember hearing about who had this same problem. They were so fixated on some future moments of restoration that everything was for a rainy day. Whatever they received, they set aside for a rainy day. But instead of being a good steward, instead of taking a risk to live fully into the calling God had placed on their lives, people just got tired. And here they were with a whole pot of riches that hadn't been fully utilized for the time and place God had called them to be. But even in our own lives, we run that risk of looking at a future hope, of waiting for one more thing. Or if you're like me, who is a big procrastinator, there is always tomorrow. But sometimes tomorrow is today. And like the men who told the disciples Sometimes we need to stop looking only up towards heaven and go and run to be the disciples we have been called to be. The good news in that is that we can stand as faithful people looking up at the heavens, filled with awe, and not get starstruck to the point where we don't know what to do. We can look up towards heaven and stargaze like those before us. We can, look towards, we can look towards individuals like Galileo, who charted the movements of the stars, even though it was heretical at the time, and countless other scientists and poets who pushed the boundaries of human ingenuity and imagination, all while looking up and stargazing. Stargazing is the spiritual practice of holding the tension of a future promise 
with the sacred calling and vocation our Creator has instilled in each and every one of us. As Jesus ascends into heaven, we hear the commandment to go to the ends of the earth, bearing God's love. Go to the places in a community that are hurting. Go to the places where stomachs need to be filled, to the places where mouths receive that sweet water that quenches their thirst, to the places where those who have no place to lay their head find rest, to go to the places where others have been afraid to go. As we look up this day towards heaven, we hear Jesus on that moment of his ascension giving these instructions to his disciples to go to live with the gift of the Spirit that has been given to them, to go out to give with open hearts, hearts that are welcoming, hearts that are dedicated to reconciliation and justice, hearts that forgive and ask for forgiveness, and hearts that find rest at the end of a long day. Friends, let us carve out moments to stargaze, moments where we can look up towards heaven to appreciate the stars and their motion, the beauty of this created world. And let us remember that we cannot remain looking up towards heaven. And like the disciples, we too must go to share the good news of God's kingdom after finding such inspiration. And like the innovators and artists who found inspiration from the stars, we too must push the boundaries of what it means to be and to do church. We must push the boundaries of what it means for us to live out our faith, If we think we know how to live faith in our lives, there's always something new for us to do. And thank God each day for the marvels of the gifts we have received. To give thanks for the marvel of today. There's one last thing I want to share with you about holding this tension of a future promise with our current age, our current day. It's a poem by E.E. Cummins, where he writes, I thank you, God, for this most amazing day, for the leaping greenly spirits of trees and a blue, true dream of sky and for everything which is natural, which is infinite, which is, yes. I who have died am alive again today, and this is the sun's birthday. This is the birthday of life and love and wings and of the gay great happening and illimitably earth. How should tasting, touching, hearing, seeing, breathing, any lifted from the know of all nothing, human merely being doubt 
unimaginable you. Now the ears of my ears awake, and now the eyes of my eyes are opened. Friends, I thank God for this most amazing day, a day of remembrance and celebration, a day of knowing that our God, even though he is risen, remains with us. So be a reminder of resurrection. Be a reminder of ascension and new beginnings to yourself, to somebody today, so that you and they may join in the chorus of creation. May we disciples who find inspiration, may we be disciples who find inspiration in the stars. For the ascension of Jesus directs our hearts, our minds, and our bodies to remember from where it is we find our strength and courage to continue traveling along the way, the life way of God. Amen.